is named after him. It's yeah, his own, yeah, or, you know, snakes his own organ. didn't exist before he named it. So it's just the Jacobson organ. Just like anything else. That people, <laughs> we have fucking We don't have people's names of our body parts. No, if we you don't. Google it, I'm sure we do. But our heart is not named after someone. James Hart. Name. <laughs> yeah. No, English biologist. <laughs> This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. Boom. We are recording. Starting. Okay. Hang up. I can't tell what's online yep. or not. Everything. Everything. Everything is on. Okay. So episode 26. Yes. That I didn't know we were doing until 10 minutes ago. That's okay. That's all right. You don't have to tell the world that. Where's the chat thing? That's true. The chat things are going to be right down here. Right there. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Now we're on. Yep. Okay. So today is day 71 for the eggs. How long are corn stick eggs typical? I mean, I know it's a range, but like. Right. What's if you want to go, I think I was reading the um, Bill Love and Kathy Love book, mm-hmm. the um, corn snake, like basically guide to keeping corn snakes, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said their average ended up being around uh, 73 days, I think it was. So what did you say we're on? We're on 71. Okay. So I did light them, um, like candle them. So if people don't know what candling is, I just put the light on on my phone, mm-hmm. made the room dark. And put the light to see the, vein, the, the veins light and things. The egg. Right. Okay. And then I just looked at all the little babies moving around. So you can actually see like. Yeah, you could see like little shadows moving around. When when I tried to get you to see them, it was like particularly bad. None of them were. Yeah, when I was very looking, visible. So, I mean, they they look pretty fully formed as already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they're ready to go out of the egg, but you could see like you could see. It, its head moving like, around, well, like okay. their head moving around. So that's weird because I looked the other day, but clearly I didn't. Well, know what I, I don't was think they for. were cooperating correctly. <laughs> and it's hard, at least it for me, time. it was hard for me to do it because you know they're all stuck together, and so to get yeah, the right that's angle, why the right angle and what to make it where show. the baby is right now, like right, their head has to be in the right angle to be able to see them moving around anyway. But either way, you can usually at least see a little bit of movement or a shadow that may move around. But so is putting a flashlight. That's the best method for checking on them. There's no other. Cut them open. Oh, but that doesn't. No. I've seen There's that. I've seen people on like Instagram and thing. They you know they lift the little flap up. Why do they? Right. Just um, to just to see what they got. It's but that mostly wouldn't done in like you see a lot of people with ball pythons doing that. It. Wouldn't hurt it at all. That wouldn't. No, I mean the, hatching the thing process? is. Um, the rule of thumb mo- for most species, if not all species, is going to be to don't cut the egg until you have at least one baby pipping. So that's gon- okay. going to be that all the babies are fully developed that are going to be fully developed. So uh, that would be your common rule. Or if it's ball pythons, maybe 55 days, maybe that point. That's when you can open it. Right. Yeah. But but necessarily like things develop differently i mean not everything right. develops at one time on a specific day mm-hmm. so but um, people just assume like if one's it's pipping is the word or pipe pipping? pipping just means that you know the snake broke through with its egg tooth and may have like its nose sticking out so people assume that if one out. is pipping that it's safe to open up the other ones because right they're, and yeah. even though some may fall behind developmentally mm-hmm. They're still going to come out around the same time. Right. But that you said that's typically for ball pythons. Is it less ideal to do it for other? Um, um, with corn snakes, it's just kind of, for me at least, a, a size thing and a number thing. I mean. What do you mean? Um, for ball pythons, the egg gets very dented, very 
like you've seen an egg that's almost full term mm-hmm. to where it gets those dents in it and they've sucked up like most of the yolk. Right. Which gives you like a good cushion to pinch the egg and it makes cut it almost look like it. a slug at the end when once, you know, they're fully formed because it's ta- you know, slug eggs are dented. They're not right. So it's but like they're still I mean, light I, and eggy. Yeah. Um, okay, so do corn snakes suck up all the stuff like ball pythons do? I don't feel that it's as dramatic as when ball the ball pythons, because the ball python eggs just seem to be very much so much bigger and more leathery. But you think they would both want the whatever nutrients or whatever they're getting from the juices? No, you th- no, you yeah. would think any you know any snake would. Well, it's just the size thing. Okay. So it's really just the they're ball bigger. python eggs easier. To, also, people really want to see what they're getting for ball pythons. I mean, with the corn snake, you're not going to be able to make a little window and be it's able so to really small see. It's already. hard to tell anyway, even when they're fully out of the egg. So you don't. Right. With it's ball, just ball pythons, silly. it's just easier. Yeah. Unless you have a baby that hasn't come out yet and it's like a day or two behind everyone else, then you may want to go ahead. To do that Maybe one. it was born without an egg tooth. That's always everyone's excuse to... To cut open an egg is it, that it what? might not be born with an egg tooth. What is that? I've never heard that. An so egg the egg tooth? tooth is like, I'm not sure if it's a scale that's modified in the front of their, their nose that falls off at their first shed that's going to what? allow them to cut the egg. You know, because otherwise, how do they get out of the egg? I so don't they, know. They how do birds like get out of their there. eggs? Well, they have beaks. Just, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was dumb. But okay. I, they may have <laughs> modified beaks at that point even to get out of the egg better. So they have <laughs> just so snakes have just one little tooth that hangs down and that's how they get it out? Or that's how they get out? Yeah, like on its rustral scale. Rustral, what does that mean? I don't that know means like the nose scale. It's a scale that's clefted up in order for the tongue to come out on a snake. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it. Well, like I think can't. of a hog nose. There's this upturned. Right. So they they have an easier way to get out because they already have that pointy nose <laughs> it's not pointy like that they still have an egg tooth but it it's is not sharp po- like like how leathery the eggs are like we need a razor blade to to cut it to open, cut open so that eggs, that so. egg tooth is as sharp as a razor blade right and is it something you literally i don't, I don't know how to... <laughs> what i don't know if it's exactly a razor blade no 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 no, no. right 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 but so like after they come out the egg like you can literally see the egg tooth like it's um it's a thing you you know what i mean kind of i mean i've seen pictures of people who have them i it's kind of hard to see but okay. <laughs> but you know they have to have it to get out right and then no matter what by their first shed it's gone have you ever had a one that can't get like hasn't been able to get out um i've had like i had one corn snake that was wrapped up in the umbilical I mean, most of the time you're not going to catch that, but I mean, I happened to see that everyone else was hatching and mm-hmm. then they opened it up and then I had to pull that one out of the egg, but that was really it. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, so they can get wrapped just like any baby. They can get wrapped right, in around the cord and drown and stuff like that. So, but uh, for the most part, you're going to have all your babies, um, you know, ball pythons, everyone's going to be out within two to three days of each other. And okay. corn snakes, oh, well, that probably sense. two to five days. Yeah, I mean, they're just under more of the, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> they're just, uh, they're um, exposed to the same variables as they all are, the other eggs. Right, so all the other, so they should gonna come out at the same time. Pretty much at the same, at the same rate, but, you know, corn snake eggs, there's more of them plus... There's going to be different, like, I just put them in the room. So I probably mentioned this before, but all I do is I incubate in a room in my snake room. So mm-hmm. they're only at, like, from 73 degrees to, like, lately they've been at, like, 75.5. So it's not a huge difference. But it's pretty low in temperature. So I knew that they were going to take longer than okay. – So usually you can say – if you put them at higher temperature, they're going faster. to develop faster and go mm-hmm. out faster. But they also may be a little bit smaller babies. If you do it slowly at lower temperatures, it's going to take them longer. 
mm-hmm. but they're going to be able to absorb more of their yolk and all that right get the nutrients in the egg more they're getting right. right but for me it's just or for any corn snake breeders you pretty much do whatever's easiest and you do what works whatever for you. works and then yeah so if you don't have to set up an incubator and corn snake eggs actually do well with variance in temperature why not just put them in a regular room and not mess right. with the whole incubator so and most corn snake breeders don't even pay that much attention to how what because they just the think temperature the is eggs are there. they're gonna come out you don't have to do for anything. the most part just they're hardy them. enough <laughs> to just do whatever <laughs> and then i mean if the eggs are that easy you know the snake itself is, is that, that easy? easy yeah like not that i do it but you could probably you could definitely 100 percent keep a corn snake at 75 degrees without any hot spot without and you any, think they'd anything. be fine they'd be 100 percent fine what yeah, so I mean, then that's, why does they're living do, like that right then now. Then why do it? Why put the hotspot? Like, they don't, you know? I mean, that goes back to our question of surviving well, it's just, and it's thriving. Just giving, uh, it's just giving enough thermal gradient for them to do whatever they want. So I'm, I'm not sure how egg development and stuff like that would happen at lower temperatures. I mean, I haven't done that. They can definitely survive. I don't know if reproduction would be, like, the, lost mm-hmm. a little bit. So... I don't know. Um, Lilypad said, what if a snake eats a meal that's too big? Will it just throw it up? Yeah, so there really is no meal that's too big. Won't they I just mean, they'll, not they'll eat they'll it re-gurge. if they're full? They'll regurge if it's too big. or They want to just not eat. like. But if you're feeding it, there's not really any reason why. Just stick to... Whatever they're eating before. You wouldn't just well, go yeah, bigger. Well, yeah, stick to you know the width of the body of the snake. Especially oh, um, that. that that rule is a little bit different for different types of snake. It's a generality. So, so you don't repeat that. You don't do something bigger than the width of the snake. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> like the width of the rat or mouse needs to be equivalent to the it's width, the width of, the of the snake. Colubras can take a little bit bigger than that. Obviously, you they're skinnier snakes in general. Carpet mm-hmm. pythons in particular are mm-hmm. going to be much skinnier than they're the like prey sleek. that I give them. Mm-hmm. And you see pictures of carpet pythons in Australia with like kangaroos in their stomach, like like what? little kangaroos that are like much bigger than you think that they're like giant bulges in them. But so that's why I usually do. Um, do big they just prey have a more intense often. digestive system to be able to handle those much bigger? I think it's just environmental factors. They grew up somewhere where larger mammals are around. Are around. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like everything's around. <laughs> it's very different than, you know, some other maybe even colubrids here who are, you know, feeding on like corn snakes in the wild, maybe feeding on a lot of anoles, you know, and anoles are very small. So they're probably eating anoles often, smaller meals more often gotcha. in comparison to maybe that carpet python who waits around for a big like marsupial right. or something Every, to come you know, by or a right. mammal so they just have more things to choose from there and different Definitely. prey than uh maybe some of the the snakes that eat just other reptiles as well they as just right it just depends on options in the wild and how frequent those options are so around. there's so many snake keeping generalities but for the most part every snake's different but if you follow those generalities they'll survive it's so helpful to have, you know even though they have but their if, own if characters fed, it's helpful yeah but if i fed my carpet python once a week with a prey site or prey that's the size of the width of their body they'd probably be really fat they'd but so you said you I do, do big meals every but three not every weeks. Week. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But that's just the way. And the way you, you do need it. to you, get more into it. Your, I mean, you learn your yeah. animal too. You just look at them. <laughs> just look at them. <laughs> but that's if, all you, if you have no reference for what, <laughs> what healthy they, looks mm-hmm. like, then it'll be hard, obviously, to do it that way. Right. Um, Lily Pad said, "Why are why are albino snakes yellow and albino animals white? Mammals white? Excuse me. Um, I've wondered that's all that kinda too." It's a general mm-hmm. statement too. It's not always really. I feel like when you see those yellows, it's albino. Like I've, you don't the white is the leucistic, right? Yeah. So I don't know what you mean. It's a general. What are you saying? Well, how white is white? And think about albino people. They're not yellow. Right. They're white. You're <laughs> yellow. Albino I'm white people too, are. Though. You're yellow. You're, okay. you're really yellow, even though okay. your race on paper is. Also, white, I don't have like black spots on me or brown. No humans have black or brown spots. So, so their tan color 
becomes white, but their black to dark brown color becomes yellow. So what makes that what? pattern? So think about like what albinos uh, and yellow is going to be in pythons, by the way. A lot of colubrids, their albino or amelanistics are going to be orange. True. Right. When you think about a amel corn. So it just orange. matters what the base color is because what, what you're, you're doing with? is robbing pigment. Mm-hmm. So it depends what pigment you start with. So if you start with yellow, is there if a you snake start with that's black. not albino? Is there a snake that's yellow that's not albino? They must think that's yellow. That's not. It just starts with yellow. There are snakes with yellow in them, <laughs> and, and then so, I'm sure. And then like eyelash vipers as babies, or green trees as so babies. So if you are had and like a snake that starts as yellow, and you had an albino of that, would that be? The, would the albino of the yellow one be closer to white? I believe so. I don't know. I can't think off the top I mean, of my head of one. By your logic, if that makes sense. If what it right. depends on what you're starting with, because right. you're because albino albinoism is just taking away pigment. So that's why you, if you were albino, you're starting. You would still be darker than me if you were albino. Right, not albino. a whole lot, right. but right, I'd still be dark because you're starting off from a lighter color. Right, and humans are typically, but even like black people, they're still pretty white when they're albino. <laughs> Yeah. But snakes, <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like there's black people who are darker than a snake was, but the albino comes out lighter than the snake albino does. Does that make sense? What? I mean, you can't compare a snake okay. to a human. Okay. There's just too many. And then also there's variability in everything. Right. So there's brighter albinos, lighter albinos, and then species are all different. So like... But the only two color within the range is yellow or orange. It's going to be a range of yellow or a range of orange. There's not another albino color that For the could most be. part, I mean, olive pythons are going to be, you start off with that olive color, make it albino, and it starts off like yellow, but it's more of like a creamy yellow or a... Really? Because like, that like original color, color is so dark? Because the original color is lighter than, say, oh. or it's a different shade. It's like a greenish orange and a gray sometimes oh instead of that brown and black. Okay. Evan says, what the fuck so are we talking there's about? Less <laughs> I don't know. We're trying to <laughs> understand albino. Is it albinoism or albinism? Albinism. Al- albinism. <laughs> yeah. Al- okay. Wow. That was- See, Lilypad's always great with questions. But uh, the answer is fucking. It's all, it's all different. It's all rel- like it just, just like depends. everything else so, yeah. and snakes and stuff like that. Um, but I wanna. I'm gonna figure out later a snake that starts off yellow, and I want to see mandarin it, it, rat snakes. But they're not all yellow. There's yellow parts of them, just like every. But or, there's not something that's all there's yellow. Yellow rat snakes, but they're kind of orange. So there's nothing that's all yellow. I don't yellow. know what an albino yellow rat snake looks like. Right. If it's, it would have to be lighter. We'll oh, see. Man. Okay. Um, Red Max player said king, snake, or ball, piebald, ball, ball python. Which do you prefer? Whichever one you feel like keeping. Babe, that's a shit answer. No, I mean, so <laughs> what do you, what's the setup for a king snake? Whatever the hell you want it to be. What's, what's the, the setup, setup for a piebald, ball, ball python? Good more heat di- source. More some, difficult. An enclosure that keeps good, better humidity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a hide, aspen. Just mm-hmm. like the regular things. Like you so would it's keep how it much effort you want to put into it. Yeah. And then also, is that piebald going to be feeding on frozen thawed? Is it going to be feeding live? If you only have one snake, doesn't matter because you can just go to a pet store and get live. Mm-hmm. If you have multiple snakes, it may be easier to get something that's on frozen thawed. But that's still effort. It's more, e- snakes, it's more effort to go get live than yeah, to yeah. order. King snakes will eat every day of the year if you want them to. <laughs> And then also it comes to that point where some kink snakes will eat everything, including yours, you. including other eggs or you. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a ball python is definitely going to be something that you're going to be able to hold and touch and play with. And king snake. It's kind of look. <laughs> look yeah, I mean, but you can hold my king snake all day if you wanted to. True. So it's like it's also a personality thing. You can get a, a ball python that's not very holdable. Really? Say. I thought they all were. They all are pretty much, but there are some that have heavy like food responses and stuff like that. But gotcha. It just uh, can you make depends a depends gener- on what you can like. You make better. a gener- generality. No, because okay. I'm biased. So <laughs> I'm gonna say right, king snake gonna say because king that's snake. what I like a lot better. 
Right. Um, Evan said, let's talk about why shipping during the summer isn't the best idea as someone just received a mm. dead GTP during due to heat. Especially green trees, I wouldn't want to. I think I did get my green tree shipped from here, from Dallas to New York. Uh, and it came no problem? Somewhat in the summer. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we it. waited for a day that's going to be in the low 90s instead of so it's in the like hundreds. A good like breeder will watch the weather. Yeah, and there's going to be they um they ship your reptiles in particular. They insure your shipment, and mm-hmm. then it says, but it has to be in this heat window. Okay. And if it's in that window, then you have to use this material. If it's in that window, so what? if you're shipping and the place you're going to is going to be really cold, mm-hmm. you're gonna have then different depending materials. on what hub it's going to be staying at, you got to have heat packs. And then if it's really hot have cool packs that makes sense. but generally you don't you definitely don't want to ship anything over 100 degrees destination or because it's gonna be you're fucking hot like, yeah it's too hot it's just gonna no matter what you put in there it's hot yeah i mean you're just mitigating your risk mm-hmm, but especially a uh, green tree is going to be more prone to heat you know mm-hmm. they're they really do really bad once you get to higher heats so yeah i mean Corn snakes. So in that instance, I would, oh sorry, I would adjust accordingly and ship them off, and they would probably be fine. You should ship them all year round. I would just say let's go on the cool end and make it cold, and because they'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I I wouldn't do that, but if it's a hundred it, degrees here and I had to, I could just make it cold because they'll do fine at 70 degrees they'll do fine at 65 mm-hmm. degrees so you just overcompensate but if you're doing a python if you're shipping a python it's going to be a different way story. to uh corn snakes corn snakes brewmate right mm-hmm. so, so they're, they're used to that they can get down to 50 degrees with no problem and right. just shut their body down a little bit but pythons are going to have a much more steady environment so if that happens, would you expect the breeder to give you your money back and send you another one? Like, what would you, what would your expectations be of the breeder if they send well, you a dead GTP? I wanted to. Um, Evan just said that he found out that ship your reptile insurance only covers if the animal is late. Not so if I it's guess dead. If it's late and dead, so I guess if yes. it's on time, <laughs> then the responsibility falls on, on the, the person that's shipping it. Mm-hmm. But if it's late, obviously it falls on the ship. Like that makes the, sense. The shipping company, because right. they had an issue for it being late. But then again, there's guidelines into getting your proper insurance. But I didn't know that it's only if it's late. Yeah, he but. says if it's dead but on time, insurance. So, right, what would your expectations be of the breeder? If it's on time but dead, what would you expect the breeder to do? Um, Well... My reaction would always be, this is why whenever I buy an animal, they may say, hey, it's really hot here, whatever. I'm like, ship it whenever you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. In a way, that's me being polite to them. But in another way, it's saying, I'm trusting you to use your best judgment. So if your animal dies, it's It's not my fault. I'm not asking for it tomorrow. And then mm -hmm. you will replace it for me if it comes dead. Would you expect them to replace it and give you your money back or no? No, I would just replace. But I mean, okay. Yeah, I don't need money and a snake. <laughs> and a, hey, they I mean, they're up. yeah, but they're going to be shipping it twice, which is going to be money. Or if they don't, so have you wouldn't anything, pay for shipping again, obviously. No, if okay. they if they have another snake to replace it, then that's perfect. If they don't, then yeah. then you may have to go into a place where you know you have credit with that person. It all depends on you your relationship. If they with don't the have person. a snake to replace it with, you wouldn't just want your money back and call it a day. No, yeah, that would work too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, either way, they should be cool with whatever happens. Either way, make sure you don't send it so it dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> or sorry, make, yeah, don't send it when there's a high chance of it dying. Basically. Right, and try to mitigate your risk as the buyer, and then as the seller, do it as well. So yeah. wait for some, or if you're comfortable shipping, there's people who have been shipping for a long time that can make, just manipulate the box, you enough. know, the environment enough to survive in more extreme conditions. But is it possible with green tree pythons to do it and to, mimic, to you know, yeah. change that? It, it's possible? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Because it's just that's good. Why take the risk on an animal? Right. That's 
Um, I'm interested, Evan, what did the breeder do in the box? Because I'm assuming he tried something. Um, and so I'd be interested to know, like, what did he try that he thought would keep it alive? Because I'm sure it would, right. take, it would have to take a lot of stuff in there when you're shipping in the summer to Dallas where it's hot as fuck. And then Evan said the temperatures in the situation were good on both ends. Somewhere in transit, it got cooked, which is kind of weird. I don't understand that. But either way, because maybe when it was at the hub, the breeder didn't realize what the temperature. Maybe they shipped it from California. It mm-hmm. was good weather, but and it stayed overnight. This is probably a bad example because I know my hub's Memphis, but California's hub's definitely not Memphis. Maybe it's fucking Las Vegas or fucking mm-hmm. Memphis. But maybe but the either hub way, is hot. maybe the hub is hot. So maybe the breeder didn't appropriately look at every situation and if the hub was going to be proper temperature when it showed up there. So, so when you're getting it overnight, it's not constantly moving. It still sits somewhere. Yeah, it will go through a hub. But it's not like quick, like in the hub, like it'll sit for hours at a time at that hub before it leaves. All I know, I don't know for sure, but all I know is that Ship Your Reptiles wants you to look at the temperature at your hub because I believe that's where it's going. So at three locations, where it's leaving the hub and where it's going is where you should look at the temperatures. I mean, right. Okay. But I mean, I think that even if you think everything was fine, obviously everything wasn't fine. So and if it wasn't late, then it wasn't the shipper. You didn't mitigate. I mean. Either way, you chalk it up to the breeder. like, yeah, but you chalk it up to like cost of doing business in a way. It's like it happened. What are you going to you still have to replace the animal. It's still your responsibility mm-hmm. to make it right with the customer, even though it was unfortunate. Unfortunate things happen when you ship things. Right. Whether it's you ship things for your online store or you ship reptiles and breed reptiles. Either way, I think you have to make it right and then if you take a hit then you take a hit and you got to absorb it and just get over it and move on but i'm thinking you know if you're going like really high up in green trees like they have a lot of very variability in how they look you know you could be picking like you wanted that one specifically and so i feel like with those the replacing the snake yeah, is harder a, to it's do it's a yellow snake or a red snake that's gonna turn into no <laughs> they look um, if you're buying an adult if you're not buying a baby if you're buying an adult you you know right. there's there's ones that are like wow this adult came out white. right but, and, and then so, you just gotta give so money then, back right that's you what i'm saying and you should always not spend the money right when you get it like there's breeders who will get the money and then spend it immediately. Right, you need not. to keep it till the person gets it. Till they get it, you know everything's good. You is maybe there warranties even give it, in snake? If you if it's a lot of money, maybe give it thirty days to see how it shakes. Yeah, out. is but there like warrant? Do snake breeders do like some people warranties? Do, some or people do like a them? week. Some people do two weeks. Some people even do a, a month. Week? Most That's of the time, nothing. it's only well, yeah. But you can't control the environmental factors, especially with the green tree python person. Ooh, this is double bird. Uh, people, the person who gets it, you can't set it up for them. You can't. So many people fuck up the setup. So it's like, at that point, it's out of your control. What if, like, you get it, you can't get it eating for two weeks? Is that your fault? Is it the. Sh- and then they die or something? I don't know. Uh, it's up to the breeder to make sure at that point, if it's not eating, and, and the customer reaches out to you to say, well, how are you keeping it? Let's go through how you're keeping it. Let's go through what you're feeding it. Let's go through how to feed it. Um, So I did that when I first got my green tree. I was like, why isn't this eating? He's like, bang it on the head and bang it on the (laughs) tail. And it worked. What? Yeah. So it's like I my prior experience with babies was going to be ball pythons where if you hit it with a rat, it won't eat for like a fucking week. It'll be like, fuck that shit. Right. Green tree. They do caudal luring and stuff, so, like, their tail is... They use their tail to lure in prey. Okay. I did not know that. So, something that touches their tail is probably going to be food. And they're going to... Okay. Right. And then, for some reason, it works with, like, the neck head area, too. Never... You literally just, like, hit it with the... (laughs) And then, then after a while, they just eat anything, so... That's hilarious. Yeah. Is there any um, other species that does that? That does with their tail. Yeah. Um, I believe like eyelash vipers may. Um, some of the arboreal ones, but okay. We're so getting Red Max behind. asked a bunch of times uh, where to incubate his corn eggs. Um, well, you first, do it just in the snake room, right? I mean, if you don't have a snake room that stays above you know regular room temperatures, my snake rooms 
a little bit hotter than it would be in a normal oh, room. So okay. if you keep your house at 70 degrees or something, mm-hmm. that may be a problem. But if you put it on top of the refrigerator, you may <laughs> get a you little know, bit lower, right? A little bit higher temperature. Oh, if you get up high, the, the hotter you get, okay. and then also the fridge usually sends off heat, which seems I didn't know that, which seems kind of intuitive, right? Yeah, so definitely just. If you have a heat gun, it works too. Be like, this is the warmest part of my house. So just go around with the gun and find a warm spot <laughs> and put them there. I mean, I figured out that I put all the corn snakes on top of the rack, on the snake rack, instead of on just in the room because the snake rack is going to be hotter than just hotter in the because room. obviously there's heat tape running mm-hmm. through it. So, mm-hmm. so that's an option. So it's all just looking. Yeah. I, so he said not 79 rack, degrees. Yeah, so wherever it's 79 degrees, have them chill there as long as you have proper humidity. And then if you never incubate snake eggs, then proper humidity with corn snakes, you can, the substrate can be pretty much anything. You just want the humidity to stay somewhere near, oh yeah, and the cotton mouse have those green tails. But you need to stay (laughs) somewhere like at 100% humidity, but without any dripping water. So you want to get humidity as high as possible without so dripping water. Is that water. like spraying? Is that and that you definitely don't want to spray well, anything. Never mind. Okay. And so you want a substrate that's going to keep water for 70 to 100 days. You know, you without. want something that is good at absorbing water. You want a container that's going to be mostly sealed besides maybe one air hole in it. So after you did that initial, you know, setting up the strup substrate for your eggs, you didn't add any more water after that first time because the bedding, what bedding well, are you using? You can. You're using Reptichip, right? Yeah. And so for incubating this year, I'm using Reptichip. Okay. Previously, I did um, Hatchrite, which usually worked, but for all my ball pythons worked out 100%. And then ball pythons lay in the spring to summer and then... Corn snakes are usually a little bit later because corn snakes are going to be spring mm-hmm. breeders. Uh, ball pythons are winter breeders. So I had the bag, you know, zipped up and stuff waiting. And then I think during sitting, it lost some humidity. So okay. I think I did a lot better this time. But I also looked at it and poured some more water when I realized it's not. Um, this year or in the past? In the past. That oh. There's not enough condensation on the sides. Mm-hmm. So. But you definitely want to see condensation, but no dripping, no dripping from above. So, but this year you haven't had to add any more. It's this held year it well. with uh, the Repti chip. Yeah, I mean, I soaked it pretty good. You want it, you want it damp, but not wet. I mean, just think <laughs> okay. about an egg as far as drowning and growing mold and stuff like that. I mean, you can even have it over suspended over regular water or even put it on sponges i've to seen to create the with, humidity yeah i mean you can do the um those light grids you know like those white mm-hmm. light grids mm-hmm. i've seen over. that i've seen eggs o- yeah on top so of you those. can put those those grates those light grates mm-hmm. and just put them put water underneath them and put the eggs, eggs on, on top, top and it will and you, do you I've never done that, that personally. Or you but just leave it. Up, you cover that. Though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You cover it. everything. You're going to put in a nice um, covered thing. Right. I mean, corn snake eggs. You just put in a Tupperware uh, that's going to be sealed and just right. poke one air hole in it. Can you not do Tupperware for other species? Well, they're just gonna be bigger. So, like for bigger Tupperware, I usually <laughs> use like uh, I used to use the size. Uh, that's a little bit smaller than a shoebox for ball pythons. So it's just a Sterilite tub. Okay. And then those aren't airtight or anything like that. Right. So, so you they just have put the air. Them in and you're good to go. But Evan says an egg crate. Or. I don't know how he's used that. Yeah, I haven't. Would he put the eggs on top and water under the egg crate? Is that what he's saying? Oh, like. I don't know how he's saying how he used the egg crate. Yeah, yeah I'm confused. I don't know. <laughs> but Red Max Player says the substrate absorbed the water, but it did not drip. So that's exactly what should happen, right? Yeah, and then just keep an eye on it. You can tell when, you know, if humidity is going to be too low, your eggs are going to start looking dehydrated, which means it's going to look like there's going to be less in the egg. It's going to dimple and. Okay. And so that's a go sign down that you size. need to add some more. Right, and then too much water would be dripping off the top onto, and yes, it's called a, a light diffuser. That's what the what? thing we were looking for, those those grates that go on the light. 
Oh, it's called the light, light grid works for me. <laughs> but um, so yeah, okay. I mean, just so what happens if during the incubation time mold starts forming in the substrate? Is that a bad? Is it like if it's not on the, the eggs, substrate, is it really a problem? Well, you don't want it to spread to the egg. So like that mold that you saw, because I had to put it in a different container with the Tupperware in it. The right. mold was on. It's the, on the around part. It's that not isn't the, touching the right, eggs. That's what I meant. Norm- it's in a separate container than normally the you wouldn't have to you have like two sets of structure because you have it in the in the tupperware and then you have the tupperware itself in something well else. what happened is i originally put it in a tupperware and mm-hmm. then the eggs actually grew because they were a little de- dehydrated when i first put them in and then they kind of grew a little bit and then they were kind of tough getting into the the tupperware that they were in originally so all i did was put that tupperware in, in a bigger else. in a bigger tub filled with more substrate. more substrate but still in that tub so so what if there was no mold on, on the substrate that the eggs are touching well you can yeah. have mold on the eggs which you're going to want to try to kind of what i would do is kind of try to rub it off with paper towel oh, and then okay. i know some people <laughs> like once you get windows in the egg and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you can actually crazy glue it what? So the and crazy glue the mold from like growing? creates like very like dehydrated. You know, like if you put crazy glue on your finger or you get it on your finger, it's like very crusty and mm-hmm, dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So it will seep that water out. Out of the mold. Right. And then oh. I'm not sure or liquid band aid, I've heard of people also doing that. But um so I you mean, couldn't there's just only replace so much you can like the part it. that the mold is like before it gets to the eggs, like you couldn't just take out the pieces you right see. but you may have it coming straight from the egg oh I mean, the may could the egg but could be causing the mold a lot of that time a lot of that's usually going to be slugs too i mean they're going to mold, the mold immediately okay so i mean that's why you definitely don't you want to make sure you don't have any slugs in there but you can get mold on just a regular egg but but you've never had to use liquid bandage or <laughs> no no i've never that's i had crazy. some mold with the ones that got a little dehydrated a few years ago but and what happened? Nothing really affected oh. anything. Okay. <laughs> I just separated whatever eggs got moldy because some because they were too dehydrated, so I lost a few in the beginning. Right. Okay. So then those eggs started molding, so I took those eggs out, so it doesn't affect the other, the other eggs. ones. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Red Max player said he didn't get any slugs. We didn't either this year with our corns. Yeah. Well, in the first clutch, clutch. <laughs> we're ignoring the second clutch, but <laughs> for the first clutch. Yeah. Um, so Red Max player, what substrate are you? Because he said it didn't drip. Yeah. I'm interested what substrate he is using. And most people use like vermiculite, which is like a potting soil, but it's kind of more of that rocky. It's hard to explain if you don't know what it is. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> Lily Pad, she asked it twice, and I feel bad. She asked okay. why snakes have forked tongues. Forked tongues. It's just to pick up more scent. So oh, they're like getting multi-directional sent pretty much <laughs> from having the two tongues or the forked tongues okay which is essentially like having two tongues you know you get to right can they control them not separately like can you just i think you, but okay but they're still going in two directions so you're still getting you know heat this way yeah, heat i'm not this sure 100 i've never seen one just you know move the left side or just move <laughs> the right side i feel like they go <laughs> together yeah but i guess uh red max used vermiculite Oh, okay. To which the vermiculite, you just want to put enough water in it that when you squeeze it, mm-hmm. like a little will come out, but it's but not it's not like pooling wet. or yeah. anything like that. Okay, interesting. But just give it a squeeze and then put it in there, and, and then drop for the it most in. Part, you're done. Is there like a certain amount? Like I feel like you did some about people half do the one t- to one. Some people just you did like half the Tupperware. I feel like right. Oh, you mean no. putting amount amount of substrate? Of substrate. Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously want enough to, especially with corn snake eggs. Um, ball pythons i didn't really bury the eggs much i just put a good layer you know maybe two inches of hatch right two to three inches of hatch right um you obviously don't want too little because just there won't create enough there just won't be enough humidity Mm -hmm. you know held in there right it will dry out a lot quicker is it possible to have too much for corn snakes no no not really (laughs) i mean so did you think like when you were and what what I like to do is like if you have sphagnum moss or hatch or um what do you call it uh, reptichip okay. you can kind of more of put them 
in the in substrate it, right. with the substrate a little bit around it as well and keep you that can't humidity. do that with the vermiculite um, the vermiculite's going to be a little bit it's like uh, more solid it's not as forgiving as far okay. as it kind of blocks up once you put the water in it so it, you would you put less of that because you can't bear like if you're doing don't your, overthink it okay that's really it you just put some in there just put some in there and call it yeah, a day don't overthink <laughs> it i mean if it's if you only have one clutch then you can keep an eye on it and you're fine okay so um lily pad asked if kenyan sambos don't constrict or have venom do they swallow their prey alive um i've seen a bunch of snakes that don't I mean, a lot of the snakes that aren't going to constrict are going to be snakes that actually live for the most part underground and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, but I've, I've seen them, I've seen like pine snakes eat prey up pretty much alive. Really? So I can imagine they're alive most of the time. Uh, but your eats? The, the pine snakes usually will use um, like the size of their burrows and stuff to smash the prey against the side <laughs> of the burrow and kind of constrict it or hold it in place like that. <laughs> so um, Kenyan Sambo is, will do the same thing, I believe. So I can't even envision like them. Why I can't. Yeah. Like, Most of the, um, I think even ball pythons, I mean, they go out and they clear out rodent burrows or, or if they're in termite mounds that may have rodents that mm -hmm. facilitate them, they may eat, one rodent and pin the rest against in the wall there. and keep them so they can eat them but that's weird but as far as when you're keeping them they don't ever like captive you're, they don't ever store them up for later they just eat them right there right they're not storing them up for later they'll eat everything i mean they're opportunistic they're not saving anything but for you later. said they'll put it around the edge for in the termite mound well no they're just keeping them in there so that they can eat them oh as they're eating them instead of and just they may having not it out. Okay. well they don't want th they run away or go right wherever, or someone so. else okay or they'll bite them or do gotcha gotcha so kill them first and then yeah so even you know snakes will kill things and not eat them necessarily i thought it's think i mean this just makes me think of it like your snakes obviously captive born bred some of them you know why do they still constrict things when they y you would in my mind they would understand at this point that you were giving them something, f something that's, dead, that's dead and you know it's not like you pulled them from the wild and that's just their they've had to do that in the past right. if their whole life you've been giving them dead things why do they still wrap it up like it's alive I don't know. I don't. That's so I don't make believe that they're intelligent. <laughs> but there's <laughs> other things, you know, natural or just not natural selection. That's evolution. I don't know what words I'm using. But there's other things where they have adapted to being captive born bred that they don't do in the wild because they I don't also need to do. Make sure not really in snakes though. They pretty much keep all most of their habits. I will think of something. Wild, I feel like there's other things they do, but okay. But I mean. What were we talking about? Constricting, I totally constricting, or just keeping things alive. Yeah, I mean, you. I do my best to make sure that the snake thinks it's alive, though. I, I've always, yeah, you. I always you shake it around it. and Why keep do you it semi-warm. What, what does that do to um, make it think it's alive? The corn snakes, a lot of times, they just pick up like dead pinkies and right. don't constrict they it. They don't, right? They don't do it because they may do it to the first one if I'm. Hand, shaking it yeah, but after that it's there. just kind of like that, they'll just take it. it but i feel like all the other ones but i think it. i think that also lends itself to what prey it's eating in the wild and then also they may be eating things that are already dead in the wild corn snakes yeah who knows? and that's why they hmm, i don't know it just seems silly to me to constrict a dead thing but like you said you're not saying but, uh, they're intelligent something, something like a python won't even give a shit about something dead it doesn't really want to eat it unless it's warm okay so do but like your jungles what are, yeah do they I, I can't think do they I constrict keep it warm it? or else they don't even give a shit but I do mean, they, they just they eat do, and go or do they constrict it like the other ones they constrict okay yeah but that's how a mm, that's a species that i'm tricking it to thinking it's alive it's pretty alive. much or else they don't give a shit i mean if i put it in cold some of them would eat it, but for the for most, most part, part that's no. not going to be a good strategy going forward. It's so weird that you think after they don't give a shit after a while, but they still think they want the lot, you know, they still they want it to be live. Yeah. I mean, 
they're it's just a something that protects them in the wild if they're going around they're not eating in everything. The wild. They've never how do they right, know what that still. is? You know what I mean? If they've been born in captivity, how do they know those defense mechanisms in the wild? Like they never had to do that. So I mean I know their parents and ancestors or whatever had to do it, but like they never had to do it. Right. But there's so many things that we still hold like humans no i was about to con- i was about to say completely different same i feel like there's shit like hunter gatherers we don't have that i can't shoot a i can't right <laughs> I but so many people who don't um put themselves in activities that test their body and do different things for them so many people are so unhappy and that's probably why because we're not fulfilling any of our natural instincts. Okay, you're getting to a way being, different thing talking about That's probably why like that 80% so of people in the U.S. like don't like their jobs and hate their lives. So different, different subject. No, but it is the same subject <laughs> because... We're not talking about happiness. Because we're everyone has built-in natural tendencies, and tendencies right. and things. And snakes aren't that far removed from the wild. We've only been captive breeding for, you know maybe since the 70s so right i guess at least in I'm large s- amounts i'm speeding up their process in my head <laughs> thinking yeah, that there's they still will just and then it's it's something that's built into them so that they don't get diseases they're not just eating anything that's dead because you know they may pick up something from a dead animal because mm-hmm. obviously that animal died who knows if it was what happened or, right right but red max player said why do pythons wrap up their food kind while they're similar, eating similar question that well, I mean, wild. if he wonders, like, from the beginning, why, like, obviously to constrict it and to stop kill it. blood flow and, mm-hmm. you know, to kill it and then also disable it from injuring them while they eat it. But it's weird that, like, your pi- your jungles, you have to present them to them like it's live, even though they eat it dead because they, you know, in their sense, in their mind, they're constricting it till it's dead. But it's, it's still dead. warm. So that's why you Fre- may have freshly better, dead. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have like maybe for baby pythons, you're gonna have better luck with killing the the rat or the mouse, right? Then and then immediately feeding, feeding it. it. Okay, if yeah. it's having some issues eating. Right. So it's kind of warm. Freshly dead. I like yeah, that. Freshly, freshly dead. Like that's really good. <laughs> they like it. Yeah. <laughs> And that's obviously just a mechanism, like I said before. That In my mind, eventually they won't do that anymore. But I don't know how stuff works. Uh, I mean, that's like all they're meant to do in life, though. Is what? Kill things? eat and breed. Right. That's really it. So but you're like, I'm just saying eating in a different manner. That eventually they will. I mean, we're making snakes much better at eating in general how we want them. Hognose don't eat any rodents in the wild, but here we are feeding them all rodents. So, right, there's something that's have changed from the wild. Yeah, but we have manipulated it hardcore, and it does. We can make them do what we want them to do to a certain degree, and Thank we're you. trying harder. So, you and harder said to everything's in the wild. No, we have been able to make some things, you know. But things but for captive-born ho- bread. But take the hognose, for instance. They still have most of their instincts. So when I go in there, they hiss at me. And they, bluff and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's like they still have all the instincts from the wild. We just manipulated them a little bit to eat rodents. You can't apply the same manipulation to other stuff? To make it eat cold things? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know if you want to do it. You, know, like, well, you mean, just want them to eat better. That's really it. I mean, we haven't, the more you breed, the more you're going to have generations of things that have never eaten anything out of the wild, you know, so right. they're going to be more apt to take frozen thawed and stuff like that. But So stuff does change. But to a certain degree, you know, we still have ball pythons that you need to, or I still have corn snakes that I need to feed a nose to at first. Right, because some are picky still. I think those are just outliers Mm -hmm. because it's not on a grand scheme that corn, you know, you have those corn snakes. It's just, there's always going to be an outlier in every situation. You said, do snakes have a sense of smell with their tongues? That's kind of what we were, yeah, thinking before. So what they do is put out their tongues, get like, the particles of scent is kind of hard. They kind of it's taste the feeling. The it's a, yeah, they right? taste it. So basically they're bringing that and then sucking up little particles into their, they have this thing called a Jacobson organ. And why back is it called a Jacobson? Is that someone's name? Homeboy probably just found it out. 
He just in er, he just named after him. It's yeah, his own, yeah, or, you know, snakes his own organ. didn't exist before he named it. So it's just the Jacobson organ. Just like anything else, that people, <laughs> we have fucking. We don't have people's names of our body parts. No, if we you don't. Google it, I'm sure we do. But our heart is not named after someone. James Hart. Name. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. English biologist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that just it's a it's a thing that translates that the particles the smell to particles, smell. Yeah, to smell them. But that's weird. So it's a totally different process than, than how we smell. Right, but we want to equate everything in comparison to, to us. us. So we're well, like, it that's, smells that's like what tasting we, the air. That's what we know. Right, you know? so we put it through our lens and say mm. that it translated to smells our with its tongue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which is true, you know. So if a snake didn't have that Jacobson or or like it was birth def- like something, how would that affect their eating or their or anything? Like You'd be what? pretty donezo. You ever see what's that movie? <laughs> Walk Hard. He was. <laughs> what is Walk Hard? He lost his sense of smell. Walk Hard. I don't yeah, know. it's a Who, movie. Who's uh, in with, it? It sounds um, like Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's the guy oh. who's with him. Who's John um, in Step Brothers? He plays like mm. Johnny Cash slash. It just makes fun of all the the rock stars from all the movies, like all the hard. rock star I movies. Seen, isn't there? Isn't he in another one called Get Hard with Kevin Hart? Yes. Will Ferrell is. Yeah. Not John. Oh, shit. Heater? No, that's Napoleon Dynamite. No, um, um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. But anyway, that's okay, fucking sorry. That nothing. So Lily Pad. they wouldn't eat if they didn't have that Jacob's organ. You don't think they'd eat or do anything? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, some depend more on. I, I mean, like colubrids do something. tend to use eyesight more than other snakes do. Pythons usually use heat sensing more than others so it just depends on the species that what i don't know and it. i mean if it happened then we may mean maybe that's why you have snakes that don't eat like maybe know. they have a defective jacobson yeah, organ they can't tell us though right X- or maybe they x-rays can't, they show it x-rays see the organ and see if it's like <laughs> i don't know no one's trying that uh, no. I just have so many <laughs> questions about snakes, and the answer is like no one's researched no one it. Gives or a fuck. No one, right? No one gives a fuck, so I can't yeah. have answers to my <laughs> questions because no one has researched this. Because realistically, we don't know why these things happen. <laughs> like some things happen to humans, so we're not gonna know why they happen in snakes. But. No, we would know what happens in humans if you don't have your sense of smell. No, but there's other things where you're just like, oh, it happens. <laughs> well, you know that happened. <laughs> oh, he got Lou Gehrig's disease. Whatever, like, <sighs> like, I'm like Alzheimer's, tired autism. Tired of having Where these questions that from? don't have answers. Yeah, but that's that's. But science. people are doing the research for it. People aren't doing the research for these questions for snakes. Yeah, because people don't want to fund a Jacobson organ. <laughs> <from that. laughs> Anyone? I'll make a GoFundMe. I'll make a GoFundMe for Jacobson yeah, organ be, research. You'll be the only backer. <laughs> So <laughs> it's gonna be all what is a Jacobson organ? Like yeah. that's all it's gonna be. Not a, you're not playing to a very big crowd on that. <laughs> oh, Lilypad said, "Why aren't there any blue corn snakes?" Hmm. There might be, and we just haven't hmm. found it yet. Right? Yes and no, because blue's a really hard color to come across in snakes. So, Why? so even though we have all these um, snakes, you know, morphs for ball pythons. Right. We corn haven't not really made anything actually blue. Oh. For whatever reason, that's just something that doesn't occur very much that. in snakes. The only thing blue that even comes to mind is the belly of your king snake. That's blue. And, I mean, there's um, green tree pythons that just happen to True. turn blue, which is very nice. But is only part of the time. <laughs> well, no. And they're like the sickness. He's blue and black. Right. But some mo. I'm saying it doesn't happen all the time. They're not always blue. Most of the time, they're not. Right. <laughs> they were always blue. Then was blue. Is there another blue one? Um, yeah, there's some. I can't think off the top of my head. That's so weird. Why? Like, what's so special about blue that it? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I don't. It's uh, just like why aren't there humans that are purple? No, because we're all. Never mind. Well, yeah, we all are the same species. But we, right, also we are just black losing pigment. <laughs> they're not, they're... Or, all, or all are the, we white gaining pigment? Whatever. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, 
we don't have yellows, orange, blues, bull, or not blue, but they. It makes sense that like they. Oh yeah, they're blue garter snakes, red side garters. Okay. And then also like some ribbon snakes, a bunch of garter snakes have blue we in them. Just, our minds couldn't think of it. So yeah, but yeah. there's no blue. And th- there's there's many more. There's just four thousand species of snakes that I never. But, but when you look at the spectrum, <laughs> blue is a smaller quantity especially in things that we keep very and then also there's no snakes that are like mostly blue like red-sided garters have blue in them right right but they're not all blue and then also in the wild they're much more subdued than what we have created in captivity right so it's like for snakes they have pretty much all other fucking colors in their rainbow except for blue you can't compare it to humans we only have like three (laughs) yeah and i mean there's some other like Reds can be kind of hard to come across for True, some. Definitely. But, and then you have like some that kind of get there. But also, people will be willing to call things purple that are like not really purple. And then, okay. we're, but we're trying to get to like reds or blues, but it doesn't. It's and a then lot there's of some like random snakes, like oranges. some coach whips that are like red and some that are just crazy colors, but no one's working with them. Even w- sometimes Here. when we get a good-looking snake, not a lot of people work. Like the neotropical bird snakes and stuff. I don't even know you what that is. You have to Google is. that, but it's all it's like a fucking confetti. S- <laughs> but it can be all different colors. Uh, they're just hard to keep, so oh. everyone just kind of ignores it, so, so right. it doesn't become a popular thing. So like so. there could be other colors. It's just there are no like one's a do- bunch of, but no one's doing it really because it's colors, a lot of effort. Yeah. Okay. Or it's just. You know, the marketability just isn't there, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can't maybe you can't reproduce them, so you're getting them. Those neotropical bird snakes, they're all imported. Oh, so pants, pants were they smuggled at one point, or they've always oh. been? No, no, oh. they're just legally imported from Indonesia. Indonesia doesn't give a fuck, <laughs> they'll send us anything, yeah. <laughs> But okay, so yeah, I have to go. All colors of all things. How long have we been doing it? For an hour. It's five minutes. We still we got a little bit. We got we got to fill four minutes. I need to. Or look else up. people will think that like we didn't we didn't enjoy ourselves. We did. I just. But really, to you go, just had to. I have to go do babysit. Stuff. How does this show me where we are? Um, Isn't there usually no, a timer? No, it doesn't. I just use Instagram to see when we get to an hour. Oh, right, because Instagram shuts off after but an anyway, hour. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty nothing. much it. But, but uh, so 71 days, we're going to have babies soon. So it should happen like one or two? Yeah. I, I keep on, it sucks when you only have one clutch because I keep on always You're just waiting, at you're exciting and, and anticipating. Like and we watch like Brian every day and if every you, day it's if like you new have, stuff. If you have like five clutches at least going, then you like forget mm-hmm. about them and then they're hatching and, and then you're exciting. Good to go. This we're like so focused on this, that one. There's only one, so you just fucking wait. Yeah. But we can do a little outro. little outro. <laughs> Next week, I <laughs> won't be babysitting, so it will be. Two o'clock. I mean, two Jesus. Tuesday, Tuesday. Two o'clock in Belgium. Tuesday. Yes. Back at six next week. Yes. Tuesday at six Central, Central Standard, Time. Standard Time. Uh, if anyone is listening to this, um, downloaded in their car, in their snake SoundCloud, room, SoundCloud, in their iTunes. Where else would you listen to this on your? Oh, that would run just whatever your other job on is. Your working out thing on your job. <laughs> I wouldn't want to listen to this working out. <laughs> no, not, I do it, but no, no one else probably would. Um, also, be on the lookout for new videos in the next coming days on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So, like, we kind of. Um, DFW got, got 6,200 views in 48 hours, more views which is on super YouTube, cool. So, so like we're definitely going to try to pump YouTube out some more. YouTube is real all of a sudden. But it's still dog shit in comparison to Whatever. everyone else. But but people should be expecting another video on YouTube. It would be in the sweet if you days. subscribe to me on YouTube. Can you what? answer my question? People should be expecting a new yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just got to do this spreadsheet when I get on. Yeah, Does yeah. anyone want to hear about that? No, they don't. They don't want to hear about that? No, they don't. But we're trying to put out more videos for y'all. Keep new stuff. Definitely the videos will include snakes. Someone said make sure your next one actually includes snakes. Yeah, so what I did is I filmed a video about olive pythons and keeping olive pythons. So, so I'm going to pretty one. much go through all the snakes that I keep and go through 
kind of rate them on what I think is a good snake to keep and what. So like an olive python, say housing is hard because they get big. Yada, so yada, housing yada. may be two out of five stars, but temperament may be three okay. out of five stars. Okay. I like but that. Uh, it's my favorite snake, but it's not for... For the rest of the world. For, for ease. Not necessarily. It's not your favorite it's not, for ease. Right, right. So a corn snake may be fives in a bunch of those or getting the feed for I like that idea. Some so you're going to do that for each of your snakes. Okay. Right. And then you will be showing off the snake during it. Yeah, and then also I have shots of the snakes themselves, you know, so I'll be talking. Mm-hmm. And then also holding a snake if I can. If the snake I can hold, there's obviously some snakes that you I can't You can't just hold. hold through it. Right. Yeah, like I won't just be holding a green tree python, but. Um, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, also, I it. want you to do a video on what Lilypad asked last time about like anatomy stuff, like the eye scales. I already kind of did that, and it, no one liked it. So I didn't when do did anymore. you do that video? So I did that like like a year or two ago, two years ago. I did like how snakes work in general. Yeah, but that was two years before we started doing like consistent. That was old. That was before we started doing. You know what I mean? Before we started doing vlogs and the yeah. podcast. Really, People two didn't years. Like it though. I didn't get like many subscribers or many views, but that one got like sixteen thousand. But everyone hated the video. Well, <laughs> I think you should do it again. Maybe do a different title. I don't know. We're an hour. I gotta go babysit. All right. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check me out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Tell your friends. <laughs> you Tell like your that? friends if you would like to. If you made it this far. Oh, we, so, we haven't <laughs> done that in so long. Give it yeah. so if you made it this far, you're on the team. Yeah, dun, but dun, it's dun. not very far because it's a short one because you're leaving. Oh, my God. Goodbye. Bye.